0: Day 67. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see Ourselves, All right. Judges.
1: Judges five through eight. Yep. All right. So we've been talking about in Judges <clears throat> this downward spiral. Right? right. This is the canonization of Israel. Israel is on this downward spiral of sin and misery. Right. And they keep crying out to the Lord. Right. right to raise right, up a judge or to help them and deliver them. And remember in chapter four, they were just delivered. Yep. Right. And so Deborah now sings this song, right? It's called Deborah's Song, very famous passage in Judges 5, and it's similar to Exodus 14 and 15. Right. So Exodus 14, they get delivered across the Red Sea. And what do they do? They just start singing.
0: (laughs) Praise is the reflex of the soul to people that have had this amazing encounter with their God. Absolutely. And I love the song because,
1: you know, the way she puts it is... Indicative of what happened, right? So yeah. she's like, Lord, when you came from Sire, when you marched among the fields of Edom, the earth trembled, the skies poured rain, and the clouds poured water. What is she saying? She's saying that God was marching, and she uses the imagery of a divine warrior. Right. All throughout the Old Testament, when, especially in the Psalms, when the people of God right. are praising God for what he did, right. they said, Lord, you fought for us, right. we didn't do it. Right, right? Right, right. And so you see, like you said, bro, when your victory comes from the Lord, Man, the only proper response and fit of response is praise. It's
0: praise, yep. Yeah. And I love how she recounts and goes on and on and on, even to the very end. And this gets to what you said last time, yeah. how J.L. driving the tent peg through the mm-hmm. temple, right, through the head yeah. of the person that oppressed them yeah. is in this small way kind of carrying forward the promise that we saw in Genesis 3.15. And 15, she's going to yeah. say, yo, J.L., duh, tough. Put the tent peg <laughs> through his temples and then she's gonna say and his head fell it fell at her feet mm. and what you see is oh snap what you see is this crushed head yeah. laying dead at the feet yeah. of the woman and mm. it reminds us genesis 3 15 god says yo the woman is going to give us a seed the seed with this heel is going to crush the head of the snake amen yeah
1: absolutely so you see the lord's victory there and then the cycle begins again says well Oh, and go ahead. I
0: love, yeah, go ahead. the last line of chapter five and the first line of chapter six. It says this, yo, and then they had peace mm-hmm. for 40 years. That's true. Oh, that's dope, man. They got peace at the hands of God. Yeah. That's good news. That's and then right. it said, and then Israel did what was evil in, in, in the sight of the Lord. So it's back to back. So you see yeah. just how quickly they are. You've got to remember in the original manuscripts There are no chapter breakdowns. So somebody would just read this line, and the next paragraph starts off, and it's like, what? Wait. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't they just sing to God for his praise, and now they're doing evil in the sight of the Lord? Mm. That don't make sense. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It doesn't. And so one of the things that you saw was like with Jael, she's a foreigner. God is going to use unlikely means to provide victory for his people. The people of God begin to sin in 6. And God comes to this cat named Gideon. Right. Now, Gideon is another guy who uh, Sunday school, <laughs> many of us Sunday school teachers have, have painted as this hero who does some good things, but he does some bad things as well. Absolutely. He's more a, a mixed, complex character. And that's why I love the Bible. Right. Because people are extremely complex. But he actually does some really wicked stuff at the end. Right. But we'll get to that. Right. But Gideon also, he's shook. <laughs> so, so God comes to him and he's like, hey, I'm raising you up to 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 judge uh to judge for Israel and deliver them from the minions He's like me he looking around like who me yeah <laughs> like <laughs> right so you see the reluctance yeah. of the call of God on his life just like Moses was right. as well
0: yeah yo yo the so one of the first things that I love about this and this is the importance of looking at the Bible as a window into God yeah not as a mirror into you because what God does is God comes to him, Mm -hmm. and Gideon's threshing wheat in a wine press. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press. He's hiding out, right? So somebody that's bold, right, God comes to him and says, yo, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. Mm. Listen, somebody that's a mighty man of valor would thresh their wheat out there and say, I wish somebody would would come and try to take my... No, Gideon is like, yo, I'm threshing here because I hope that they don't. And this is what I mean. If you look at the Bible as a mirror, yeah, then you're only going to see who you are through your eyes. Right. That's good. If you look at the Bible as a window, then you come across these things where, like, Gideon, you're forced to look at who you are yeah. through God's eyes. And that is a mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. picture. And so God is going to look at him, and God is going to look. Talk to Gideon now in terms of what God will make him, Yeah, right? And so. that's what God does. God calls things that aren't in the same way that God calls light out of darkness. Mm-hmm. God refers to him yeah. in terms of what he will be, not who what he is right now. In the same way, God refers to us as his children, completely loved. Saints, mm. even though we are right now this mixture of both, God yeah, seeing ourselves through God's eyes is something that's, that's empowering good. and only takes place if you treat the Bible as a window to look yeah. into God.
1: Yeah, and we need the eyes of faith, right? So, Absolutely. So by all physical accounts, Gideon is like, me? Like, I'm from the smallest tribe of Manasseh. Right. Like, what, what am I going to do? Right. And you know what the guy says? I'm with you. He's like, yo, I'll be with you, bro. I'm going to be and with he, you. And you see the same thing all throughout the Bible. <laughs> right. God is like, I'm with you. And so, again, for us, the antidote to fear is the acknowledgement of God's presence, mm. right? It's knowing He's with us, right? That, by all accounts, whether we're outmanned or not, right, that leads us to not be fearful.
0: So I love the word that you brought up. It's not just God's presence, yeah, because God is always, always present. present. That's what I said. Acknowledgement. Yeah. It's the acknowledgement of it, knowing that God is knowing there. This it. deep sense and feeling that God is there. Man, it's so
1: good too, because bro, Gideon is again this dude who's so scared, and not only that. He's testing God. So yeah. what does he do? As soon as God says that, he's like, "I right, man, you still got to prove it. You still yeah. got to prove yourself to me, God. Right, right. So I'm going to go get these sacrifices and see if you consume them. All right, bet. Yeah. Then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> All right, bet. So boom, what the text is trying to say is this, fam. God's power is not limited by human weakness, bro. Right. But it's often made perfect, in mm. human weakness. That's so, good. So you see the weakness of Gideon here, right? And then right after that, he's going to tear down the Baal, the
0: Baal altar and the Asherah. Which is which is a courageous act. Which is courageous. But he's going to do it at nighttime. Yep. Because he's like, yo. Because he's scared. Yeah, 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 because he's scared. He yeah. He's like, yo, God, I'm going to do this. Ah, but if I do it in the daytime, people are going to see me. So let me come by nighttime yeah. and do this courageous act mm-hmm. anonymously. And I'm going to wake up, say, yo, it's that. Who tore this down? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, <Right>? man. <laughs> Looks like stuff. is. Just... Right?
1: <laughs> so he tears down the joints. He tears down the altars. And uh, what's crazy is one, this is a foreshadowing of what should happen with the kings. So the kings, when they're evaluated, it'll say, ah, he, he reigned for such and such amount right. of years. He he didn't do what was even, even a Lord's sight, but he didn't tear down the altars. Right. So you see that God wants this stuff torn down. Then right after that though, what happens? He builds one for the Lord. Right. So so this tells us that deconstruction and reconstruction is needed. Oh, come on. So we don't need to just displace right. the idols that are in our hearts and in our society. Right. We need to replace those That's idols good. with the worship of the Lord. That's good, And you bro. see that Gideon here does that. Now, it's so crazy, bro. And I know you want to get in. Go ahead.
0: No, no. But you see, even when he tears it down, yeah. the people come out and, and, <laughs> and look, this is how distorted they are. Yeah. They have a zeal Mm. for the altars of their gods that have been destroyed and replaced with something else. That's good. The problem in this book is that the altar of God has been replaced and destroyed with something else. And nobody has that same zeal. Right. That's good. And you see the same thing in our days. People who are. Come on, bro. Yo, yo. Yeah. Come on. Talk bad about the church all you want to. That's fine. We've all been hurt by the church. You know, right. talk bad about God. Talk bad about Christianity. Mm. And there's no zeal there. That's good. But let people start to talk bad about our ethnic background. Mm. Let people start to talk bad about our job. Let people tear down and destroy the things that we value, and you see what you rise up in anger to defend That's good. is what your real God is. That's so good, man. Oh my yeah. goodness.
1: Yeah. That's so excellent. Yeah. And they they're sick. They want um, you know, Gideon. Wanna put his head on a stick. Yeah, they do want Gideon dead. And what's crazy again, bro? The Lord, right? Nothing happens to Gideon. So he tears down the Baal altars and the astral altars, and the people want him dead, nothing happens to him yet.
0: Well, his dad's like, yo. Let Baal stand up for himself. Let Baal stand up for himself.
1: Right. And so what happens after that, God is like, yo, I want you to take the Midianites. What does Gideon do? He provides another test for God. Right. So he puts the fleece out. Yeah. He says, yo, God, if, if <laughs> dew is on it in the morning, I know you're really with me. Dew is on it in the morning. He says, all right, let me try it again. Well, if dew is dry in the morning, I know you're really with me. Now, right. why does he do that? Right. So good, bro. Right. Baal is the storm god. Mm. So what he's trying to do, he says, Yahweh, I want you to prove that you're stronger than Baal, so I'm going to test you. Right. And so you see the sinfulness of Gideon that he is holding God to the metric of a pagan idol. Right. And so you just see that Gideon is this fearful, weak dude who's actually faithless, man. Mm. And God is still about to use this faithless dude to save and deliver his people. Right. We have to be encouraged that God can use us even in spite of our weaknesses. Right. Absolutely. But we also need to be reminded that we are not to hold God to the metrics and tests of our idols, yeah. God has shown Himself proven and trustworthy. Yeah, we are the ones that need to be shown proven
0: and trustworthy, yep. not Him. Yep. yep. Chapter six is full of the foresight and the patience of God, and then at each turn, God's like, "All right, yo, how you want to do here? Where? Here? here. All right, got you. Yep. All right, what you don't want to do here? All right, got you. Got you. Foresight of God. Get in." I'm going to call you what you are not now, but I will make you. Yeah. Chapter 7, Yeah, God comes in. and He's like, yo, Gideon, get the army, mm. get it set up. And then what you see is God saying, all right, fam. First of all, even with 30,000, they're drastically outnumbered. Yeah, And God says, Fast. yo, still too many. Yeah, Too many. God's saying, yeah. ah... If y'all win this, and I help y'all win this, Mm. the people are going to take all the glory. There's too many people for me to get the glory. And so you see God constantly whittling down Mm -hmm. so that he can deliver his people Mm. through unlikely people and unlikely means so that at the end of the day, God gets all of the glory. And that's Mm. helpful for us. When we feel like we're at a disadvantage, when we feel like, yo, all the odds are stacked Mm. against us, Mm. we're not at a disadvantage. Mm. We are standing on the very platform that God likes to use to defend his glory, right? When we feel weak and at a disadvantage, Mm. your weakness is not a hole that God has to pull you out of. Your weakness is the very platform on which the deliverance of God is meant to be displayed. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to use three hundred warriors. Yeah.
1: And to or or people to be a hundred and twenty thousand. Right. And so you just see that God is again using these, you know, unlikely means um to accomplish his purposes, but also, man, that the Lord uses the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Right. right? The foolish to shame the wise. And right. it's like God is in the business so he can get the glory. So his power can be put on display. And you see that, yeah, Gideon obeys there, right? And so you see the kind of progression of Gideon being this fearful guy, right? And then he trusts in the Lord for the victory. And then in 8, he turns into this egotistical, like, idolatrous, you know, leader. And, you know, in 8, it actually says that, yo, Ah, the Midianites were were captured. Right. Right. But Gideon is so so wild that Ephraim gets this battle. Right. That they win. Yeah. He's jealous. Yeah. Right. And then he asks some cats that were actually Israelites. He says, Yo, help my help out my troops. They don't help out his troops. He says, I'm going to tell y'all limb from limb. Right. So you just see this power, this authority, and this victory making a formerly oppressed man into an
0: oppressor. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is strange. Right. Because then at the end of it the israelites say to gideon, yo, oh this is fire. They're like, "Yo, you worked out this great thing and they tell him rule over us." He's like, "Nah." And he's like, "Nah," right? What what he says is this, "No, no, listen. <laughs> God got it. Hmm. Why would you do that to me?" Hmm. That's as silly as somebody saying, "Yo, I love this song," right? Seeing somebody in concert and saying, "Yo, I love this song. I love your voice. Yeah. The fact that I could hear it, let me applaud the microphone. Mm. I love this tune. Let me applaud mm-hmm. the piano. Yeah. No, you don't applaud the instrument. You applaud the instrumentalist, right? Yeah, and so cool. what he's, he's saying is, no, no, no. Look, look, God did it. Like, y'all worship God. So he has it right. He's got the right intent. Mm. But then what you see is somebody that, you know, Intention doesn't matter. Yeah. Good intentions don't matter if you have bad instructions. Yeah. I can intend to go from Atlanta to New York, mm. but if I take I-85 South, yeah. I'm never going to get there. Yeah. He can intend to honor God, mm. but if you take the gold from the people and build a statue, yeah. to alt- 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 it's the bad instructions. It's no yeah. different mm. than Aaron saying, yo- Throw your joints in. Give me all your gold. Let's form this calf. Mm. And yo, these are the gods that delivered you from slavery.
1: Yeah. I love that intention and instruction. Yeah. One of the ways I thought about it was, you know, he had the right theology. Right. right? He's like, no, I, I'm not the king. Right. right. God, neither are my sons. Right. He knew that God was the one who was supposed to, based off the covenant with Moses, right. the king was supposed to be the one God chose right. to deliver his people. And he was supposed to institute that office. Right. But what he said with his words, he undid with his actions. Yep. Right. And mm. so he essentially, like you said, created this idolatrous cult that echoes back to what Aaron did. Right. And now the people of God are in disarray after he dies. So another thing that Judges is trying to show us bro it's like yo the need for transgenerational faithfulness right the last generation with joshua was faithful they're trying to show that this generation was not right and so what we have to look forward to is that we have this jesus christ who is going to be faithful for all generations for eternity i know you want to get into it. what's up
0: that's it yeah that that what 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 you see is though even though gideon said yo i'm not it it's god Mm -hmm. they're like ah that's fine and they were faithful as long as he lived Mm and the problem wasn't just that they put their faith in a earthly leader. The problem was that that earthly leader died. Yeah. And he didn't live yeah forever. Yeah. And so you await and you say, "Ah, right, yo, man, it's like, yo, I wish that people would really make God their king." Mm. And if they're not going to be able to do that across that bridge, I wish that there was at least mm. a human. Yeah. Or somebody in bodily form yeah. that would live forever as their king. Yeah. And in the Lord Jesus, we see God embodied in humanity. Yeah. Not dying. only not only oh. that,
1: bro. I'm sorry. That's that's super Come good. Yeah. But I I just wanted to say this. One of the indicators yeah. of a downward spiraling right. um, you know, people who are supposed to be set apart for God. Right is when you have leaders who say the right things Mm, theologically. That's it. But at the same time, in their deeds and in their actions Mm. show that they are victims of idolatry Mm.
0: that's good and
1: I think in light of where we are bro we need to just be mindful of that truth that's it and we have someone like the Lord Jesus who is our true king who is uh, a better savior than any other any (laughs) of these other judges who had both who would say nah 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 you don't know the scriptures but who will also go and wash his disciples feet Mm. and die for them as well who lived a perfect life Yeah. That was not tainted by sin. Right. In word or in
0: deed. Right. That's the one who we need to trust in. Yeah. Life. And now he lives forever. Forever. And we don't have to be yeah. worried about his people falling off when he dies because mm-hmm. death can't hold. Yeah. Death is something past. He already did it, yeah. conquered it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for our risen Savior today. I pray that we would look to him to lead us and to guide us, Father. And as we do that, as we draw closer to Jesus, uh, that we would find um, yes. freedom, Lord, from the idols that are after our affection and our hearts. Renew our spirits today. It's in Jesus' name we pray.